Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the nose <laughs> test didn't? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map. Just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two. You missed anything from hour one. Shame on you. But there's a podcast available. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just go to the frozen food section of your local grocer. Pick it up right there. Or you can go to 1080thefan.com. You can go to odyssey.com. You can go to the Odyssey app. You just yell at your smart speaker. Hey! Play the center and saint. Now! Jerk. Do it. Jerk. Um, do you think I could ask Siri to ask Alexa to do something for me? Uh, there are videos. Oh, yeah? Online. Oh. Where. I, I don't think it works, but yeah, you can look it up. You can look it up <laughs> on YouTube. It, it It's out there. Uh, I mean, technology is amazing, but I think the ideas, these, the, the ideas that make money are the simple ones. Mm. You find a problem and you come up with a solution for it. And I noticed something yesterday. Now tell me if you've ever noticed this sequence of events. I love it when you pitch. You Let's a, hear it. You have a parent. Okay. You have a parent that pulls out their smartphone. Yeah. What do they pull out with their smartphone every time? Oh. Uh, hmm. I don't know. What are they? I'm thinking of my mom, and she just kind of pulls out her smartphone. Watching my father pull out his smartphone, yeah. and the only two things that he pulls out at the same time always is his smartphone and his reading glasses. Ah, I see. Okay. So, smartphone case with built-in reading glasses case right on the backside of it. Boom. Million-dollar idea. Who's not buying that? Huh? I just got everybody my age a stocking stuffer. I sell a gazillion of those. Are you checking to see if it exists? I sure am. All right. Smartphone Ooh. holder with glasses. Yeah, smartphone Is, case. Okay. With built-in glasses. reading glasses. There case. they are. They already have them? Yep. Ah, Read dang. on. Always everywhere. In fact, <laughs> this is an entire company. It's not even like an accessory. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. Here is it. Yeah. And they have all the different yeah. phone case models. And yeah. Look at that. Pick the size of your phone. Yeah. Make it bigger. All right. Well, they even have new ones. Told you. It's the good. new iPhone. There you go. It was a good idea.
So that doesn't mean you can't oh, I, I can not go, do it. I can go I can go head on with him. I think we both know that I won't. Yeah, I mean you're not an engineer. Well, I don't think you've you need never to, built anything you, like this before. I don't think you need to be an engineer to glue the case from a pair of reading glasses <laughs> to the back of a case for an iPhone. I don't think that's super technical work. I really Just hope my, that's not what you plan to do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they may have the fancy technical setup, but we're homegrown American built yeah, with rubber cement and Elmers. Oh, and you know what I do for extra fortification? <laughs> Put a staple in it. Ah, oh, yeah, double fortified. Three staples and a slab of glue. That's good. Yep. Yep. I think it's oh, uh, man. right there. Now, why didn't you just, when you had this idea, because I know you had this idea last night. Yes. <laughs> Why didn't you just look it up to see if, in fact, oh. it's already been done? Oh, just because it was a great, it, it was one of those things that I thought I would present to you. Yeah. And then we could make a billion dollars on it. But uh, sounds like you're out because you, uh, you think the other people have a better engineering plan than I do? I think that they're better at, they have more resources, one. Ah. Uh, they probably have more talented people uh, working on it. Because, again, yeah. I've never seen you. Like make a phone case before. Maybe nope. that maybe on your off time when yeah. you're not making jerky, you're making phone I'll cases. Tell you. you know what? Out oh. of wood or something. Ooh. <laughs> beef jerky phone case. A beef jerky phone yeah. case. I would tell you if you really want to go somewhere, why don't you just make it a beef jerky scented phone case? Oh. Because then it won't go rotten. Well, no, that's the thing about beef jerky is it doesn't go rotten. It's preserved. When when you dry well, the it meat. Get hard? Well, sure. Well, then it's going to get too hard. Yeah, but you only need it for like one outing. But then, like, what's the point? Like, by the time you're done, you're going to have eaten half your phone. Uh, What's the point? It's beef jerky. What do you mean? What's the point? Oh, well, Well, what a crap. We can do it. I mean, if you want to. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make a million dollars. Who's not getting who's not getting that for their parents next year? I, I think that is what. Actually, send me that link. I'm going to get that for both of my parents for next year for their birthdays. It's pretty good. Merry Christmas. Here's a phone case and reading glasses right in it. What's that? You don't like it? Well, wait till you get your next gift. Yeah. It's a phone case made of beef jerky. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. Does the beef jerky smell? Yes. Yep. Teriyaki. Incredibly pungent. Teriyaki flavored. <laughs> All right. Hey, we've got two very big football games. Which one would you like to start with first, AFC or NFC? Give me the NFC because there's more intrigue. NFC playoff conference championship game. We discuss it next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Little hound mouth for everybody. All right, so you wanted to start with the NFC, young man. Uh, How many people, I wonder, had uh, the conference championship game uh, being solely from the NFC West? And of those people, how many picked this matchup between the Rams and the 49ers as the final two teams standing in the National Football Conference, do you think? I think half of this pairing, many expected. And that's the Rams? No. Oh, really? I thought it was the 49ers. At the beginning of the season? Uh, not only the beginning of the season, I think down the stretch, because the 49ers started playing a lot better, and then you started yep. to see the matchups, and then... Boy, let me tell you something. I We talked earlier about how I could be wrong about a lot of things. I sure wasn't wrong about my pick against the 49ers. It might have been, or against the Packers, rather. It might have been messy, but I yeah. was not wrong. And I could <laughs> see that from a million miles away. Yeah. Look, Matt LaFleur cannot beat Kyle Shanahan. And has not six, uh, or I'm sorry, four uh, tries against yes. the Niners in the playoffs. Cannot. Aaron Rodgers can't beat the 49ers. He cannot beat the 49ers. He cannot do it without an incredibly healthy, uh, fresh from the womb born David Bakhtiari (laughs) because Bakhtiari was slightly injured during that uh, divisional round game. Yeah. I'm, you know, I could see that coming from a mile away and I hate to just say it again, but this week, but I kind of see it from a mile away again where the 49ers are going to win in this crappy way where it looks like crap because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good quarterback. He is an Ooh. average quarterback. Yeah. Okay. I'm not calling him, you know, horrible. I'm just saying Jimmy Garoppolo is very, very average. Sure. Um, and the Rams for the most part really shouldn't have won against Tampa Bay because they had one of the most extreme meltdowns in NFL history. You're up 27 to three and you almost lose the yeah, game. But in won. fact, you probably should yeah, have lost the game. Yeah, but they won. But they won. It's, it's, it's funny how we do look at these things and go, you know, these are the best two teams surviving yeah. to the mountaintop. Both teams almost lost though. Sure did. I mean, the, the Packers had their opportunities to win that game and it's in sub-zero temperatures and they put the graphic up before the game. Here's our teams from California do when it's zero degrees and then it has all of the logos frosted over and oh, they're, un- <laughs> they're under ice chills and whatever. Dude, it's hard to play football in zero degrees. Somebody has to win that football game. Yeah. Yeah. But the Niners just they they find a way and look for a big old dose of Debo Samuel coming downhill. And the, the most amazing stat that I heard this week. Do you care to guess how many times Aaron Donald has gotten pressure on the 49ers quarterback in two games this season? 
Is this a number or a percentage? A number of times. Number of times. Number of times he has had pressure on the quarterback for the 49ers in two games. Ooh, pressure. I'll go 18 times. Three. Oh. Three. Really? <laughs> he has pressured the quarterback three times oh, in two games. And Kyle Shanahan is not giving himself any credit, but I think a lot of people should give him credit. He's a great football coach. He's had some beat up teams. But when you're trying to figure out the riddle that is Aaron Donald, it's run the ball right at him. And that's what the, the 49ers have been able to do. And the fact that that guy sometimes gets pressure uh, on a quarterback, you know, three times in a series, yeah. let alone two games, the the that if you can figure that out, I think that they're going to find a way to probably stick with the Rams. And six in a row is a pretty good indicator that he's not just a better coach than Matt LaFleur. He's a better coach head-to-head than Sean McVay. The, the 49ers beat the Rams six straight times. Yeah. And the the old adage that, oh, it's hard to beat a team three times. Well, it, it is. Well, yeah, but it's hard to beat a team. It's hard to beat an NFL team once. Do you know what the numbers are in the last, uh, what was it, the last 21 tries where teams have played three times in one season? Do you know how many times the team that is 2-0 and has won? It's not much. I've heard this stat. No, it's actually a lot. It's 14, oh. 14 out of 20. The, 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 oh. So somebody came into the matchup with two wins already over an opponent. Yeah. The last 21 times, they've won 14 times. Yeah. So that's two-thirds of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's hard, but that's because it's hard to win a football game. Yeah, and I'm, I'm tracking with you. I think that really the only limitation that the 49ers have of actually winning a Super Bowl, because as I said before, I think they will get to the Super Bowl, is in fact Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, it's one of those almost chicken-before-the-egg questions with mm. Kyle Shanahan. Now, would Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers be really that much better with, like, an incredible quarterback? And yeah. I know that, you know, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> an incredible quarterback. You didn't, you didn't say a better quarterback because slightly better is very right. different. But you put – yeah, you, you – I'm not so sure. Mm. And the reason I say I'm not so sure is because just look at what Kyle Shanahan's offense is. It's not airing you out. No. Nope. It's really not. Now – that's kind of maybe a symptom of what the 49ers are, which is that, you know, they're not going to blow the doors off. You say like the chiefs would, but they kind of wear you out. And so there's a part of me that says, I don't know how much better off you would be. Even with an incredible quarterback, of course you would be somewhat better, but Jimmy G kind of fits into the mold of what you want to do, which is just, just get the ball to your playmakers. That's it. I'm not asking you to throw 20 yards downfield accurately. And in fact, I think sometimes when coaches get into these patterns, when you have to get yourself out, say like there are slight rumors out there that the 49ers would be able to uh, land Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Um, I think you kind of start to get uncomfortable about the fact that like you have this massive weapon and you're already comfortable with the idea of just run, 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 play action. Debo Samuel. Passing plays of 20 or more yards this season. Mm, for who? I've ranked all of the NFL quarterbacks. Where do you think Jimmy Garoppolo sits? 20 on? plus. Is that right? 20 plus yard plays. Now. These are just attempts? This is net. No, this is this is, this is is plays of 20 or more yards. Oh, so completions. Co- yeah. Completed passes yeah. that yeah, went yeah, more yeah. than 20 yards. They didn't have to be thrown 20 yards in the air. Got it. Because that's also one of those metrics uh, it, that's interesting. Like, I'll give you an example. On this list, number one is Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady's not throwing the ball 20 yards on all of those plays. He knows how to get the ball to his playmakers in position where they can then run after the catch. Where do you think Jimmy Garoppolo sits on that list? Uh, That's probably a little high because of Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Yeah, but you can't blame him for that. Yeah, he's number nine on the list. That's pretty good. The quarterbacks ahead of him, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, and Tom Brady. Dude, Kirk Cousins has weapons. He literally I, he, is just incompetent. He does. I know. <laughs> the, the reason I the reason the only reason I hesitate on Kirk, he's the only one that's not in the playoffs. And sure, the yeah. other quarterbacks playing this weekend are ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. So you can't really fault the guy. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Joe Burr. Like yeah. everybody played last weekend, mm-hmm. not just in the in the playoffs. Uh the only guy that didn't make the playoffs was Kirk Cousins, which kind of fits. Yeah. So Yeah, I uh you know, this this will be you know, also there's a, another factor to play into this as well is that, you know, you have ghosts of 2019's past for Sean McVay, yep. which it's very eerily similar to what you faced in Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl, yep. which is that, you know, you have a stalwart defense that understands how to stop what you do best. Now, those two offenses are uh, uh, noticeably different. Obviously, McVeigh was at the time dealing with the fact that uh, uh, Todd Gurley, which was yep. practically his offense, was ineffective. So he was having to pivot. But then also the fact that you had Jared Goff uh, yep. as your quarterback. So now you have a considerable upgrade in Matthew Stafford, but it's still something to be said. Now, the Rams, too, you talked about earlier how how the hell did Cooper Cup get so open downfield? Well, because he ran into the middle of the field when they needed that to be too, on the yeah. sideline. But I mean, it was, a, it was a smart play. It was a smart play, but to Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. Boy, good on them for getting him to somewhat buy into all this. Somewhat buy in? He seems totally seems like bought he's in. Bought in. Seems that, I always... Dude, uh, and and the, the timing of signing him and then the Robert Woods injury. Yes. Ima- imagine if they had Robert Woods right now. Well, yeah. Well, and I guess that's why I'm like, look, I, I'm willing to believe right now, and I think he probably will through the Super Bowl if they sure. get there. Uh, but well, you don't have to be bought in for life. That's such a, he's a ticking time bomb, dude. Fine. If he's bought in for this season and you can get, get your team to the Super Bowl, that's all you need. I need you bought in today and then tomorrow. And then as long as we keep playing, but dude, if you want to leave at the end of the season, he's made himself some money by what he's doing. And if he decides to buy in, in the Sean McVay offense and realize that he has a potential to, you know, rejuvenate his career, wherever he wants to go next year, that's up to him. Mm. But dude, I don't need you bought in for life to the Rams way of it and take discounts to stay home. Get out of here. They've got a great receiver. They've got a great tandem of receivers, but the fact that they let Deshaun Jackson go and replaced him with, Odell Beckham Jr. The, the the Rams orchestration has been brilliant. Do you know the last two first round picks that they the Rams even had a first round pick? Do you know the last two years that they had a first round pick were uh, who the players were? Well, what, what years they uh, were? What years they were? Um, well, I don't know. 2017, 16. 2016, they yeah. had, and it was Jared Goff. Yeah, they had no second or third round picks that year. Yeah, because they traded up. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Todd Gurley in 2015. That's the last time they had, or the two players that you just mentioned that were the reason that they couldn't finish the season as strong as they had started is because Todd Gurley's knees were falling off and Jared Goff wasn't the quarterback that everybody thought he was. But they have foregone first round picks 
since 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. And here they are just adding players uh, through free agency. And they're where everybody else in the league wants to be. So the well, value yeah. of first-round picks is only what you make of them. Well, I think the value of first-round picks only goes as far as what do you need. And mm-hmm. if you need a quarterback, it is incredibly valuable. Sure. Because in the NFL, what makes it different than the NBA and why I believe draft picks now in the NBA are far more valuable than they are in the NFL is the fact that there's really only a few positions that you can develop. That sounds kind of stupid, but roll with me here on this. How long do you think the average career of a running back is in the NFL? Ooh, gotta be, it's gotta be short. Short. Let's leave it at that. (laughs) Well, because the average career in the NFL is like two and a half seasons. Yeah. So I'm guessing for running backs, it's probably even shorter than the average. Yeah. So, yeah, probably uh, two years. Let's say. Keep going down the line to receiver. Yep. That's pretty short, too. Go it to is. linebacker. That's short. Go to defensive lineman. That is definitely short because you're getting beat up constantly. Yep. Go to secondary. That's short, not just because of injury, but also because of overuse. Keep going yeah. down further and further and further and further. And really, the only two positions in the NFL that you can count on at least developing for some time with low risk of injury, not kickers. None, well, hey, if you're Tampa Bay, um, <laughs> it's quarterback and offensive lineman. Yeah. So the Rams, what they are doing and what they have done through the draft is, in my mind, brilliant because of the fact that, look, you don't really need to go get the high profile guys in the first round or even the second round because you can just trade for them and you can do one year rentals and see what happens. And who knows? Maybe Odell Beckham Jr. will take a discount. I don't know. Yeah, sure. He could. But Robert Woods should be back from his injury, Robert too. Robert Woods is going to be back. And you put anybody on the field with Matthew Stafford, he's going to make them better uh, that that we've seen. And you're going to, if you're on the field with Cooper Cup, you're not going to be the one getting all the attention. So but yeah. the, the way the Rams have done it, where they go after these big-name players to fill the voids that they have on that team, has been brilliant. So uh, I know somebody on the text line said, uh, please, God, anyone but the Niners I'm fine with either of these two teams yeah. making it to the Super Bowl because they're both very entertaining to watch. So What's the I, problem with that? All four of these teams, I'm I'm good. I mean, all four. Yeah, all really. four. All four. Isn't there one that you really hate in the next game, in the what? AFC game? No. Don't you? Where are you going to go on that rant about that team next? Oh, oh, oh right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Of course I was. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Will's rant about the AFC after this Sports Center update. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. So just talked about the Rams uh, and Niners. I don't know if you know, there's another football game tomorrow. You know that? Yeah, I'm aware. Oh, do you know who's playing? Oh, so the Bengals, is that right? And the Chiefs? Bengals at Chiefs. It's going to be your early game tomorrow. It's a noon kick on CBS. Uh, the Joe Burrow-led Bengals take on the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs. Last week was hailed as, as the uh, greatest matchup of young quarterbacks the NFL has seen in quite some time, setting up a back and forth between the Bills and the Chiefs for a decade to come. Dude, man, I think people are forgetting how good Joe Burrow is. That guy has got the whole city of Cincinnati on his back, and I think you're going to see something pretty ridiculous tomorrow. That guy's so calm under pressure, so much trust in his young weapons, who are ridiculous, is reuniting with Jamar Chase, uh, it has been obviously uh, magic in Cincinnati. And you've got a team right now that's going to, Basically playing all offense. I don't know why you wouldn't expect a shootout just like we saw last week. Ah, uh, sacks. Sacks. <laughs> He's been sacked. He was sacked more than any other quarterback all yes. year. Joe Burrow was. Yeah. And it hasn't stopped him yet. No, it hasn't stopped him yet. But, you know, this is like the biggest stage you could possibly think of. And let me just put this out here that uh, maybe I'm off on this, but. I don't think it was probably too hard for uh, Zach Miller to outcoach the guy in Vegas. Zach Taylor. Taylor, thank you. Uh, Zach Miller is a terrible coach. Well, yeah. But <laughs> I don't There's think it was... Zach Miller listening. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm not that bad. <laughs> Those guys. Oh, why do I listen to this show? Um, no, I think it was easy for him to... Uh, 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 who's the guy in Vegas they got now? Uh, that interim? Yeah, Rich... Starts with B. Yeah. I don't think it was hard for him to outcoach him. Okay. I don't honestly don't think it was very hard for him to outcoach Vrabel. Uh, uh, okay. I don't. I think... I think Vrabel's oh, overblown. I think it's a little overrated. I think that he leans way too hard into a philosophy that works in the regular season, but time and time again has proven that like the Titans can't go far in the playoffs. They just can't. They can't do it with just a run game in well, Ryan Tannehill. Where did they go last year? I don't know. The conference championship game? Great. <laughs> don't you have the MVP? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand, but you also ran into then you lost to who? The Bengals? Who have allowed Joe Burrow to be sacked how many times this season? Like fifty-one or something. It's not. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of it's sacks. Most, it's the most in the NFL. So I believe that now you're going to encounter this, uh, you know, Andy Reid-led Chiefs team at home. Yep. That there's a possibility you're going to get outcoached. 
And okay. I, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm tracking with you I, that it hasn't stopped them yet. But I don't think they've ch- uh, faced in the playoffs a true coaching challenge that is Andy Reid, that is Eric Bieniemy, that is a Chiefs defense that has improved as the season has gone on, that has encountered this hostile of a home crowd. It's yeah. going to be hostile, dude. It is. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw it last week. I think it's going to be outstanding, though. And and I just think that you have a guy who has shown again and again, and I'm not saying just Joe Burrow, but as a leader, having a guy that is that calm and what he's been able to do in all of the big moments, because in his, in his one year that he played at LSU, everybody's waiting for that little collapse, mm. that little that little falter. The, the, he only started the... Well, I guess he did start two years. You're right. You're right. But the his final year yeah. at LSU, you're correct. Um, but everybody's waiting for that little falter, and it never it never showed up. And then this year, it's kind of been the same thing. Going well, there's something that's going to hold these guys back, and they just continue to win football games. And I just think what it, at the end of the day, it comes down to players making plays. Yeah. And that's really what happened last week. I mean, dude, some of the points that Josh Allen made at the end of that game just showed the poise that he had. And really, there's no play calling that is going to stop that on defense. If you throw the ball in the perfect spot where only your guy can get it, and you've got a guy that has the the poise to to thread the ball in there, and you've got receivers that can make big plays like the Bengals definitely do. Yeah. They've also got a running game that works, and Joe Mixon's been very good this year. And all of these guys, they may go, and they may just get wiped out, but this Bengals team's going to be around for a long time too, but I just don't see them going down without a fight, and I think that game tomorrow is going to be a back and forth, very much like we saw, because one thing we know about the Chiefs is they can finish a football game. Oh, yeah. But... We've seen it in the playoffs where they've come out of the gates slow. Yeah. Oftentimes. What was that Texans game like two years ago? Two that, years ago, they were down yeah. double digits in every single game <laughs> that they played all the way to the Super Bowl, and that's the year they won the thing. That's right. Every game they were they they dropped double digits. Yeah. And so I I I know what you're saying about Andy Reid and how great he's been, but Andy Reid has won one Super Bowl. He's taken now two teams to four straight conference championship games. He did it with the Eagles. And he's done it now with the Chiefs. Four straight AFC championship games. I believe it's the first time this ever happened in the AFC. But I know he did it with the Eagles. So it's it's not rare for Andy Reid. But he also has only won one Super Bowl. As good as his teams were with Donovan McNabb, they never won. They were always great. Pat Mahomes has one Super Bowl, and this is his fourth time to the AFC Championship game. He's still got Andy Reid as a coach. So you can say what you want about how great Andy Reid is. He's not unbeatable, yeah. and he's certainly not a perfect coach. So I, I think there's plenty of opportunity for the Bengals to do something magic. And how fun would it be if you had the third Super Bowl appearance for the Bengals and all of them go up against the 49ers? Oh, man. Wouldn't that just be fate? It's just, I mean, it's just any of the storylines work, but yeah, I just think that like the optics of that, the, the reminiscing going back to the Kenny Anderson, Joe Montana, going back to the Boomer Esiason, Joe Montana. And now you've got Joe Burrow, Joe cools on the other side. They're going to have fun with it, man. We talked to some guy from, uh, uh, Cincinnati Inquirer earlier this week. And he was saying how there's actually a curse that they believe in in Cincinnati. The curse of the uh, spaghetti chili. The curse of Bo Jackson. That apparently Bo Jackson like blew out his knee at a game uh, in uh, in Cincinnati. I'll have to look this up. But that like he blew out his knee at a game in Cincinnati, and then like 
after that point on, it like started to <whistles> nosedive. And it was somewhere right around, you know, the 1990s. Yeah. And after then, they just like had horrible luck. Well, uh, in terms was, of injuries yeah. and in terms of just like their star play. I mean, you know, Carson yeah. Palmer. What was that year where they went something like, you know, uh, oh, they were like 12 and four they and great. they were in the playoffs and they were the top seed. The first play. The yeah. And Carson Palmer just Carson blows Palmer's out his knee. Yep. A.J. Green. First play. Yes. A.J. Green should have been, you know, something he yeah. got hurt. Andy Dalton had that same thing happen to him in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't buy any of that. There's that's, supposed to be a curse. There's no curse. Curses are stupid. And that's stupid. Oh, I, I'm just telling I'm just telling that guy that you talked to from Cincinnati yeah. that he can take his curse and he can shove it. Wow. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I don't care. It's Maybe stupid. you should talk to him. He's first. a stupid guy. If he Whoa. believes in a curse, he's stupid. Okay. Yeah. And the Bo Jackson curse? Bo Jackson was cursed. Bo Jackson was so strong, he ripped his own hip out, and it popped back into, and, and then all the uh, muscles around it died, or nerve endings died around his hip because he was so strong that they couldn't believe that he actually dislocated his hip. Yeah, that guy was cursed. If anybody was cursed, it's Bo Jackson, the greatest athlete maybe ever to come through and didn't get to finish his career in football, and his baseball career was limited because of uh, uh, injury, such a freak injury. So text line helped me out on this. Bo dislocated his hip in the 91 divisional yeah. uh, playoff game against the Bengals. That was the last NFL yes. game he ever played. Okay. I know that. That part of it. So how is Cincinnati cursed because of it? Bo Jackson was cursed. Because they've sucked ever since then, and they've always had their best players get hurt. It's true, dude. Their best players always do get hurt. Okay. It's really weird. I mean, it happened to Joe Burrow. They won their first road playoff game this year. Is the curse broken? The team had never won a road playoff game until this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, curses are meant to be broken. I don't think they have to be finite. No, curses are... You've seen movies. No, I haven't. You can I break watch curses. All right. Speaking of watching, you ever seen what women want? No, he, he was cursed. Maybe he heard what women. Oh, were is that Mel Gibson? Yeah, yeah, maybe I did too. Got it. Got it. Got it on VHS at home. Do you really? I don't know. You know, my talk mom about, about it. Talk <laughs> about trailers. Don't you remember when VHSs had trailers oh, before right. the movie? Go, do, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube <laughs> and go watch. Go watch the trailer for What Women Want. Okay. Anything from a decade or older, yeah. they're fantastic. They just seem so out of place compared to today's trailers. They were it was a whole different animal, and the VHS ones were even better. Well, and the whole idea coming of coming too. to a video store near you. Yes. Oh yeah, no, they're fantastic, and they're all a lot of them are on YouTube. Who uh, knows what the hell women are thinking? Mel Gibson does. Oh no, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, now he's in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, hey, speaking of what to watch, uh, that's next. What to watch. Center and Sink, 1080 The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and Soaking baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? 
Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. You know, I'm going to watch more of it. Fan text line uh, pointing out that Bo's hip was dislocated in Los Angeles. I double-checked it was at the Coliseum. The Bengals had never won a road playoff game up to that point anyways, so I'm not buying any of this curse. Stupid. Are you cursed? Of course. I curse, hey, all, this I is, curse all the time when I'm not on the air. So this is making me think uh, that you are cursed and pissed about it, oh, and you're yeah. like, I don't believe the curses. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, what is it uh, in, in the two games? What is the one thing that you're watching for that's the that's going to be the biggest deciding factor of who wins football games this weekend? I think it's carryover energy. You know, oh. something that a lot of people aren't talking about is the fact that every single one of these teams are coming off of emotional wins. Yes, they are. Um, so there quite possibly could be the uh, reality that these games suck the first two quarters. <laughs> just because I'm telling you, there is something to be said about having a lot of momentum just explode at the end of a game. And then a week later, you have to play another football game and you're kind of flat to start out. Now, Maybe that's not so much the case with pro football because these are professional athletes, but still, I think it's something to be said about it. And the one team I think that you should definitely look for that on top of having a lot of momentum in the last game is known for slow starts will be the Chiefs. Yes. And I think this is the only advantage really that the Bengals do have, which is if you can hop on the Chiefs early and you can maintain a lead, if that's a big if, yep. you have a chance. I'm looking to see who can establish the run game. Mm. Now you expect the 49ers to come out running the football. That's really what they do. And if they can run the ball against the, the Rams, I mean, that's, that's game plan number one, but the other three teams, if you rely exclusively on your elite quarterback to take you there, it's going to be, it's, it's going to put you susceptible to more mistakes and, and, Obviously, more big plays and all of that. But I think if you can establish the running game and get some sort of uh, of momentum going there, it's just going to make it easier. You asked if the 49ers would be better having an elite quarterback. Of course they would. Even if you run the ball first, having an elite quarterback makes everything that you do easier because you have to account for these great plays. But the 49ers are the only team that I see on this roster that leads with the run game. And I think that's a huge advantage that you have here. Joe Mixon hasn't been great in the playoffs, and, and people have pointed that out on the text line uh, in the last segment when we were kind of talking about it. But he was good all year, and he was a very important part of you know, keeping some of the pressure off Joe Burrow. If you can run the ball well, it eliminates uh, part of that pass rush. You can't just pin your ears back, back and go after them. So if you can get a lead with a running game, I think that's going to be the biggest factor in it. I think that's why the 49ers, even though everything I'm seeing puts the Rams as heavy favorites, I think 49ers have a real chance in this because what wins in the playoffs? Defense, run the ball. I think that still exists in some part. Yes, you have to make big plays, um, but yeah, who can go out there? 
and get the ball moving on the ground. Also, we haven't really accounted for the Matt Stafford factor. Well, how do you say that? Well, he's good. He's good, but like... He makes mistakes? Yeah. Well, that's because he played for the Lions. And like, didn't he kind of suck near the end of that last game? Oh, yeah. Except for not, one play where that, like well, that the one Bucks drive. blew it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, well, was blown coverage. Two plays. I can't believe... What the, we yeah. didn't talk about that enough, but the whole like... What the hell were the Bucks thinking? Yeah. Double double team. We talked about it quite a bit. Double Zero team. coverage yeah. press. Okay. Huh? Good luck. Yep, here you go. Uh, dude, and then just the, the mad rush to get down there to spike the ball. It was great. Tomorrow's going to be awesome. Even if the games are terrible, it's still conference championship weekend. Will, have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're done for now. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.